Good evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today, we're gonna talk about a movie. Minority Report. <laughs> That's it. Let's get started. Alrighty. No, uh, no preamble. Britton, yeah. tell us about the movie. So, the movie stars... Hurry up. Uh-huh. Uh, the movie stars one Tom Cruise, where he's, uh... Uh, where are they? Master. Uh, where, where he's in the Institute of... <laughs> <laughs> I read on uh, French. Start, you, want, you want to start over? Oh, I'm having a good time. No, right. we're fine. Go ahead. Get, tell me about the movie. Uh, so, the movie stars Tom Cruise, where he works in the in this institute where they solve crime cases that uh, before they actually occur yeah, through pre, these... Pre-crime. Yeah. Uh, through these uh, pre, you know, the, these three psychics that work as a hive mind. Mm-hmm. So uh, the uh, now it's kind of this is where it gets a little bit, I it, guess, uh, tough to decipher. But basically, they can see the. It's a kind of confusing movie. Now I think about it. It, it, it is. There, there's a lot of a uh, kind of jargon. There's a lot of. Uh, kind of rules and phenomena you have to have to learn about. But basically, uh. they spit out these balls, um, like through their mind pictures of yeah. who's gonna die, <laughs> yeah. and who killed them. Yeah. And um, the uh, the this unit, this crime unit, they stop the murder before it happens. Yeah. And uh, so we go in one day and. Uh, Lo and behold, the ball that gets spit out has the murderer's name of our main character, uh, John Anderton. Yes, and it, it is a just an adventure of uh, John Anderson trying to figure out what is going on. There, there was a term, uh, a minority report uh, given, which means basically that um, it, it's go on. I was going to say sometimes the. Uh, Sometimes the the person who commits the murder wasn't going to actually commit the murder. There was kind of a uh, you know free will being an option. Uh, there is a lesser uh, precognition that they spit out, which uh, which basically is like oh, he was going to murder him, but he decided not to. Yeah, it, it, it's a less likely report uh, that you know there there was an alternative future. But um, it does kind of raise the question of like, well, if. We're not 100% sure now that these people are going to commit murder. Does that mean that uh, that we've been imprisoning people who've not only not committed any crimes, yeah. but we're never going to commit any crimes? Yeah, it, it is a, <clears throat> you know, kind of a, it, it sounds like a difference between destiny and, and free will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... Uh, uh, the there was another a term, another term that had to be uh, kind of uh, recognized was something called an echo, where uh, a precog, which was these one of these the three psychics, psychics yeah. uh, would uh, re- receive a repeat uh, image of what was going to happen, uh, even though uh, they already received it. And usually the technicians just you know delete it mm-hmm. because it's just a recording, you know, the same recording. So. Uh, it, it turns out, you know, the, the whole, yeah, spoilers, yeah, yeah for this 20-year-old movie, oh uh, gosh. yeah, shut up, uh, go on, uh, spoilers, that, uh, Tom Cruise's, uh, precog thing was kind of a setup, mm-hmm. and since he knew his future, he had the choice of, uh, not actually murdering the gentleman, uh, 
That's one. That's one way to put it. But yeah. Uh, and uh, you know the the setup being is Tom Cruise's kid was kidnapped uh, six years earlier, and you know never did never figured out what happened. And it was set up to make it look like this guy was some kind of pervert and uh, kidnapped his kid. But Tom Cruise, or, or John Anderson, Anderton, Anderton, uh, kind of held it together and just arrested him. And, and then but, killed him by accident. Well, he didn't kill him by accident. The other guy, uh, he was kind of paid yeah, to, to, to die. die. And, uh, you know, he, he kind of kills himself through, through, through John Anderton. And, um, so yeah, basically, uh, with, with all this, it turns out that someone from the, uh, from his crime team, you know, used the echoes to their advantage so that they could commit a crime and basically kill somebody without being caught. Yeah. And so, while this guy is trying to, um, unravel this mystery of the echo, <laughs> he's also trying to basically not get killed himself. Yeah. Or caught himself. Now, that's that's a very long-winded um, explanation for what this movie's about, um, but that is basically what happens. So yeah. let's go into <laughs> the thing that I, the stuff that I do want to talk about with this movie. So this movie has kind of aged oddly. Yeah. Uh, I, I I know that uh, nowadays films tend to stick with one tone. Uh, yeah, and here's the thing, like. That's a that's a big thing that I will say about this movie is that tonally, it's really all over the place. It doesn't yeah. know what it wants to be, and this is my first time seeing it, and I can't yeah. say I didn't like it. I did enjoy it, but not for the reasons I think the film wanted <laughs> me to enjoy. Because for the first hour and a half, this movie is just fucking goofy. Uh, uh, there's no other way to put it. It's it, a goofy movie. There there are well, there are a goofy movie, but you know. oh yeah. There, there are uh, there are just odd moments of just uh, of silliness, like uh, where you know one of the things, what the technologies that they have are these uh, kind of uh, retinal scans that are everywhere, where they'll scan your eye and then yeah. give you a personalized advertisement, or uh, or they'll scan your identity to give you clearance, and uh, in order for Tom Cruise, in, you know, to kind of get away from this, uh, to escape this, uh, you know, he has an eye transplant by Peter Stramari. Mm. Or is it Peter Stramare? I think Stramari. So, uh, he, he gets the surgery, and, uh, but he still needs access to his old job, which for some reason they didn't lock him out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... It, through some goofy interaction, he drops his own eyes, and they're they're going down an incline, and he, he's just trying to grab his own eyes before they fall down into a grate. Like he's he's literally they're, they're like marbles rolling away from yeah. him, and he's like he like kind of hunched over, like no 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 don't fall don't fall don't fall no 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 no. I'm like, what what is this now? <laughs> Right, you gotta back up a little bit because people might think that this is the only goofy scene in the movie, uh, but no. it's it's not. Like the movie starts out like with the. With uh, the arrest of a guy who's you know about to commit murder, just to set the whole thing up. All right, that's fine. That's cool sci-fi stuff, even if it's a little. Uh, yeah. It does have like a lot of stupid little uh, nuances <clears throat> and, you know, spread into it. Yeah. So then after that, um, we basically get into the you know the the meat of the plot where oh shit I'm gonna commit a murder. Yeah. All right. Uh, well I guess it's time for me to uh, make my run. And then we start getting action sequences. Yeah. Oh boy, do we start getting action sequences. And they 
are dumb. They are dumb. Oh, uh, you're talking about the cars? I'm, no, I'm starting with the cars. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, the cars jumping like... Oh, okay. I remember that was in the trailer, and... The, the cars didn't bother me as much. It didn't bother me, but it was definitely like... Uh, that was the first time I think I've ever watched a movie. Like, I, I can usually be uh, engrossed in a movie, or at least the, the, the movie does a good enough job of... Suspending my disbelief yeah. or you know engrossing me in this land of make-believe. Yeah, but this is the first time I was like He's he's not on anything. He's not he's, he's just standing on a green screen like I could yeah. just see the green screen Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't really blame the uh, The action sequence as much like if, if it were it would have been an alright action sequence uh, Done with modern technology. It was just maybe uh, like, it just didn't blend well. I mean, it's, because it is still twenty-year-old uh, CGI. That's true. It did, but that whole sequence started off with them, like the cars going down a ninety-degree angle. Yeah. And he's holding on to these sleek cars, like sleek rounded oh, yeah. cards with with his Spider-Man hands. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, this is this is kind of this is kind of stupid. And he's yeah. like jumping from car to car. And I'm like, all right, well, that I can forgive it a little bit because it's a little bit older. So then he. You know, he gets done with that action sequence and moves on to the next one where there's his uh, cop friends are trying to well, bring that, him in. Well, yeah, that, that one is... that one did not age well. And it is just... they're flying around on jetpacks. They're flying around on jetpacks. Yeah. I don't even need to say anything more. They're flying around on jetpacks. It's silly. It's goofy. Don't be wrong. I liked it, but it was silly. He's like kicking the guys on a jetpack. He jumps onto one guy's jetpack and they're skidding across the ground. <laughs> There's like three guys on one jetpack at one point, just you know, just just flying through the air like sky police. It is it, so stupid. It, it is re like they were flying through the air in a manner reminiscent of a Peter Pan play. It was it, it was like it was like I was watching a farce. I was like I was watching a, a sci-fi comedy. You know, it, or, or it's you know what it seemed like. It seemed like we were watching a cheesy, uh, cheesy TV action show. Yeah, like, like the Robo the RoboCop television show yeah, from the nineties. Exactly, just with a little bit bigger budget. Yeah, and then we move on from that to a like literally right after that he goes into his you know this factory where uh, Colin Farrell's fighting him, and. They're on top, like, you know, <laughs> they're on top of this, like, car, just fighting back and forth. It's a, you know, it's a stupid fight to begin with. Uh, yeah. Um, but, basically, Tom Cruise gets built into a car, and then drives away in the car. I didn't, I thought that was neat. I thought that was stupid. Uh, I, I, I thought, uh, when he injects that thing under his chin and he gets the goop face. Yeah, I mean, don't worry, we'll get, we're getting there. <laughs> Alright. Um, cause next, uh, next on there, after he, after he drives away, he, um, goes into, he hops a fence, and then he starts getting attacked by man-eating plants. Oh, I forgot about the plants. And, and then this hammy lady starts, like, laying out a whole bunch of exposition in, like, I know you said you liked her because she was quirky, and she kind of was. Yeah, I, 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 she gave off the air of, like, an eccentric, uh, scientist woman. I felt like I was watching an M. Night Shyamalan film <laughs> with how weird her acting was. Oh, and don't get me wrong, she she was, like, magic school bus level of acting, but, <laughs> uh, it, I, I, thought, I thought she was appropriate. Then, uh, then we move from that sequence to him having to get the eye transplant yeah. with uh, Peter Stormari, and... So he gets his eye transplant. He's like, "All right, now you can't, you can't have, uh, you can't take off your bandages, or else you might go blind." Um, and I put a sandwich in the fridge and some milk for you. And so 
he get, wakes up hungry and he goes into the fridge and there's nothing but moldy food and the good sandwich, but he's blind. He yeah. can't see because he's got bandages, so he's like rooting around and then he grabs this moldy sandwich and eats it and he's like, <laughs> oh, he starts spitting it out yeah. and he grabs, he knocks down the good milk and grabs the, the chunky milk and drinks it and he oh, he starts spitting that out. It's like he was watching, it's like I was watching Dude, Where's My Car all and, of a sudden. And then he, there was like a bucket of ice I think that was used to transplant organs. Yeah. And then he starts drinking that and he spits that out. And then, uh, then we go, like, right from that sequence to the stupid, okay, they actually weren't too stupid, but these spider-like, oh, yeah, the, uh, uh, things yeah. that are scanning everybody, and they just start tickling him until they scan <laughs> his eye, and they're like, oh, it's a different guy, so they get out of there, and then immediately after that, we go to him injecting this goop face into his yeah. chin, so that he can blend in, he just looks like... Looks like Tom Cruise today. Yeah. yeah, he just looks a little bit older. Yeah. And nobody recognizes him, but he... Like, the special effect was just, like, him making all these goofy faces <laughs> while these... Like, he looked like Droopy Dog. Yeah. And then we go in, and then it's the eyeballs rolling down, and I just couldn't take it after that. I was and, like, and then he, he, he presses the flush handle on the pool where, uh -huh. they, uh, where they have the psychics. With, where we don't know where that goes. And apparently neither do the cops, because we're like, ah, let him go. And then we get to the, I'd say, the third act, really, of the movie. And yeah. then it just goes from being goofy sci-fi to, like, alright, now this is, uh, we're talking about weight and consequences. And yeah. now people can commit murder in this system. And it starts getting serious all of a sudden. Like, yeah. super serious. And, number one, I, I did like that, too. I actually thought it was actually engaging. This was, if the whole movie was kind of like this, I think it would have been a lot more, um... A lot, I think it would have been a lot more well uh, received by me. I know a lot of people like this movie. I would have probably liked it as like, oh, this is a, a really good uh, science fiction almost classic. Yeah. But because of the first two thirds of the movie, I'm like, oh, this is a this is a treat. This is I'm watching this again for different reasons. Like I will not. Yeah. This will not be the first time I watch this movie, or the only time rather. I I I, I think uh, the thing that made. Uh, that would make that would have made this a classic. Uh, I don't. I'd never read the book by uh, Philip K. Dick, but what the the city that it kind of needed was a kind of gritty uh, Blade Runner type city. I, I think it was a little bit too polished. Mm -hmm. But then again, it was supposed to be yeah, supposed to be nice, uh, almost utopian in its uh, uh, presentation. Then again, it had like eyeless drug lords and yeah. and, and like like uh, these kind of weird uh, back alley areas so I, I don't know what the message was was it supposed to be that uh, yeah, the, the 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 utopia is a facade for it's, for, it's a Potemkin wall they're just hiding yeah. all the all the, uh, the undesirables but you know, on the other side of it like because I think it only uh, they they could only predict predict murder. Mm -hmm. Like they couldn't predict any uh, any of the other horrific crimes. I think at the end of the movie they were they were like launching the whole crime net thing, yeah. which would have been basically you know a uh, like free will doesn't exist anymore. Uh, if we think you're going to commit a crime, then you're going to prison. Yeah, uh, not just any prison. We're sending you to uh, tube prison, which sounded sounded wonderful. 
Like, like the, the, the wheelchair guy was like, ah, you, first you're gonna have your, you, for some reason he had this odd, like, I, I don't know if it was, uh, like, an attempt at Brooklyn or, or an attempt at Maine, <laughs> but it was like, ah, you know, you know, dreams are gonna flash before your eyes, and then, uh, you know, you know, all your dreams will come true. I'm like, this is prison? Like I'll, I'll volunteer. Oh, and we forgot that there was a uh, there was another guy who did pretty much the same thing for a price. And uh, halfway through the movie, he goes to this club. Yeah. Um, where there's this this weird guy who like hacks into the brain of the uh, the psychic that he steals. Mm -hmm. And um, so like there was just people there just engaging in their wildest dreams yeah. and fantasies like in a simulated environment which is basically what the prison is so all you have to do is pretend to kill somebody and then yeah. you can get the same thing for free forever like you can pretend to kill me if, I don't, uh, but, I'll, I'll, I'll kill but you'll get paradise well, no not right now we're not there yet oh now I'll just go to prison <laughs> the bad <laughs> prison and I'll be dead yeah well yeah then Britain gets paradise <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, damn, it didn't work. Ah, <laughs> uh, one I of these days I'm gonna trick you. I'll get you. <laughs> Though, I read an interesting thing in uh, the trivia. What's where that? Where they were saying that, um, the ending of the movie, I'm just gonna, yeah, we're, this is gonna be some spoiler, but basically, okay. uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom Cruise, uh, John Anderton, he gets fr he gets freed from his, you know, his wild dream fantasy prison, and uh -huh. he catches the bad guy who did it, you know, he exposes it, he breaks down the crime net, he gets back with his wife, or the, uh, the pre-crime net, he uh -huh. gets back with his wife, they're gonna have another kid, and everyone lives happily ever, a ever after. Some people were saying that, yeah, these are all his wild fantasies just in the tube. Oh, so, every- everything that happened after- a after he was arrested is just, Might just uh, be his wild simulation. fantasies. Yeah. Ah. Which is an interesting idea. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I would accept that. Yeah, and now that's that's um, that's going, I guess, a little bit into the uh, Total Recall. Yeah, um, or the Squall is dead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, from Final Fantasy VIII, but um, but yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a, that's a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool one. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, I I don't think you know the events that take place really, really uh. It was was worth uh you know shutting down the the precog, yeah. Like uh, screw free will, right? Like it's, like I I I say that you don't have to arrest them before they uh, commit the crime. Like maybe during in in the act. See, I actually have, I have a um, yeah, a, a solution that might. Rectify the problems of free will okay. with it, and still keep the crime, uh, the pre-crime uh, system up and running, and still continue a, that utopian society. All right. Which is, if you are, um, if you are, uh, I guess, uh, pegged or uh, targeted as a someone who's going to commit a crime, um, the alert goes to maybe like flashes in front of your eyes, where it's like, hey, you're going to commit a crime in, you know, X amount of hours. Now you have the choice of whether or not you're going to commit the crime or huh. not. And if you, you know, if the police get to you as you're, you know, still in the process of committing the crime, then you deserve to go to prison because you were going to do it. Or you can detain the person for 24 <laughs> hours. 
because uh, I think you know, giving the people the choice to do it because that's what the uh, the little psychic woman was doing when they yeah. were running through the uh, the mall. Um, she was like, you know, saying to people like, "Don't go home." You know, he knows. Yeah. Like, yeah, there you go. If you tell the people that there might be a crime, like, with your name on it, that you're going to commit, if you know about it, and that's what was her big thing, you know about it. You have the yeah. choice to not make this crime now. So I think that that's a way that we can, you know, that can kind of get rid of all that gray area. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That, it's tough. Well, I, I think their biggest issue uh, was the, like, they didn't really have a lot of the, uh, the the uh, first degree murder because uh, pre, they were, yeah the pre yeah. Uh, meditated ones yeah the uh, you know most of it was that uh, the hard to pin ones were the crimes of passion mm -hmm. and yeah I, I I think just putting them in a cell for twenty four hours for them to cool down might just solve the issue that might work too but I like to think that uh, like you know the only see the dangers I think that might happen would be, like, if I get uh, an alert that says, alright, you're gonna commit a crime in 12 hours, that crime is yeah. horse theft, or something like that. <laughs> okay. I'd be like, I wasn't even thinking of stealing a horse today, but you know what? Where, where is there even a horse? Where is even a horse? Well, there's one going by right now. Huh. Well, let me see where this horse <laughs> is going, you know? Let me just follow him. I'm not gonna steal it. I'm not gonna steal the horse. But I just wanna see where a horse goes, like, I want to see how I would have the opportunity to steal this horse. Huh, so, so it's leaving the horse. So it's almost a, uh, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, type. almost. I think that that would be the bigger danger for me. Like, if they're just gonna leave the, you know, what? I'm not gonna steal this horse, but I know I could, <laughs> and I'm gonna try. <laughs> or uh, you know, uh, like, at least there's a reality where I did. I feel I feel good with that. I feel like I've earned something here. I've earned a horse. <laughs> I hop on a horse and... <laughs> like, what? I go in the tube? For horse theft? Yeah, look, look, think... Like, we have no... We don't really have anyone to fill the tubes, I guess. People are stopping crime. How many How many years have to be in the tube? Uh... Subjectively or objectively? Uh, how many years from your vantage point? Like, how many years am I gonna age in this tube? Oh, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna be in there for ten minutes. I mean, like... From your point of view, like, yeah, my cells my... Are have to age, so I'm only gonna be in there for ten minutes? Uh, from my point of view, yeah. Oh. That doesn't seem so... Can I get in there longer? I mean... Well, no, you're gonna be in there a long time, from your point of view. Yeah, I know that, I know that, but, uh, if I'm just living out my wildest fantasies, is that... No, we've changed the program. Uh, no, you're just in a jail. Like it, oh, it's an actual jail it, jail? It's a jail fantasy. Oh. <laughs> I guess that's cheaper to program. Yeah, it's like... It, for, you don't have to worry about... Uh, Jail.net. <laughs> like you don't have to worry about uh, like feeding the inmates, and uh, you, know, you don't have to worry about uh, like uh, you know, any injuries or, or things like that. Don't worry, they're going to be simulated. Oh, yeah, but, of course. Uh, uh, but you're in there for 10 minutes, uh, but uh, you know, in the simulation, you're in there for 50 years. For horse theft, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you you come out recuperated. Yeah, I, I like to now. I like to imagine that the um, like either it's cloud based where you can inter intermix with other uh, other avatars from other you know prisoners, yeah. or they just program like mean people to be in there and bully you. Like I, I imagine it's uh like the uh, 
Yeah, well, at first it's other inmates. They they connect you in the in the LAN. They have a LAN server going. It's a landline. Yeah, and uh, you know, then as crime goes around, you know, starts dying out. They have just shitty NPCs. <laughs> you can always tell which ones really committed a crime, which one don't by how they respond to the questions you ask again and again. Okay. What are you in here for? Well, stranger, that's a good question you <laughs> asked there. Before I enter that, I require you to fetch me three bars of soap oh, and gosh. twelve cigarettes. All right, all right, all right, I'll be right back. What are you in here for? Fuck you. All right, all right, so yeah, I think you're real. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, how long are you gonna be in? Fuck you. Okay, I, you're I, an NPC. I don't know if you're an NPC or just really mean. <laughs> like, I, uh... Like, I, I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even put, like, a cloud or a landline kind of thing in there. No. I think I would just have them be, uh... Be by themselves in the in the prison. I, I, I would make it... I'd make it a scary prison. You know, I'd make uh, like it like... Like a haunted prison? Yeah, that's fine, too. <laughs> yeah, that works. Alright, well, well what, what's a scary prison? Uh, otherwise? Like, I, I was gonna say, like, you know... There's walls of fire everywhere, uh, you know, like... Oh, a, a dungeon, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it looks like a prison, but, you know, maybe we have, uh, every now and again, there's just... There, there's a rack or an Iron Maiden or something like that. <laughs> every now and like again... Like hot pokers. They, they open up the, they open up the doors and in comes, like, a flood of beetles, you know? <laughs> and they just eat everything in your path and you have to stand on the wall, like, you know... Get creative with it. Program a fun, you know, scary prison. You know, say what you want about the Inquisition. They inquired. Yeah, like, listen, we're not technically hurting anybody. There's no physical scars <laughs> that are being done. It's just that, uh, I don't think this guy's gonna commit a crime ever again. I don't think this guy's gonna step out of line ever again. <laughs> uh, like, uh, like, I imagine the, uh, the suicide rate for recuperated, uh, inmates <laughs> is through the roof. Like, if you... No, because they'll just put a little, a little, uh, a little program that... This is what happened if you, you know, this is hell. This is what happens if you commit suicide. Then they become all, you know, this is just brainwashing, actually. Yeah, it's it's indoctrination. Yeah. Like, well, this will be, uh, maybe a scary prison isn't, you know, isn't the, the best idea. You know, maybe, uh, maybe a damp prison. Like, maybe every now and again it floods. Like, he, every, like, he walks around, his socks are always wet. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God. Oh, this is, oh, come on. Take the socks off and... Oh, they're back on. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just underneath the socks are more wet socks. <laughs> there is no layer that isn't wet socks, so you just have to live with it. It's like the socks, uh, what do you call it? They, um, they respawn every time you take them off. Like, ah! <laughs> oh. You know what? Oh. No, I'll do. He cuts his foot off, and then his, like, his stump has a wet sock on it. <laughs> So what happens to his real real foot? Does it well, just, just shrivel? No, he's he's in his own mind prison, you know. Okay. He's just in a tube. <laughs> his tube prison. Yeah, and then uh, like every now and again the the guard comes around, but the guard's a giant cockroach, you know, and just <laughs> like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and he talks like, or no, we can do the <laughs> we can do the uh, the idea we had of when the emperor dies at the end of Star Wars. Well, with the. Uh, Go on. Like, I you don't remember? No. So about, I'm gonna refresh your memory, because this is about a week ago. 
Okay. Uh, we came up with the idea of ha like, and also I want I want the people listening. I want to know your opinion about whether you'd accept this okay. as the new ending to uh, Return I, of the Jedi. I'm starting to get some you, flashbacks, you but uh, keep going. So after the uh, after the Emperor gets oh hold on a second spoiler alert after the Emperor dies at the end of Return of the Jedi. What? Yeah, Vader throws him down this uh, this pit, and after he explodes, we show him landing in hell. You know, and not just any hell. That's right. But like the big cartoonish hell where he's in a pot with like Pete from Mickey yeah. Mouse. Like, <laughs> take a seat. <laughs> it is your destiny. <laughs> he's dressed. He's got the pitchfork yeah. and everything. Like, on one hand, I feel like that would be such a. Sorry. <laughs> That'd be so jarring. It would be the last thing I would have been expecting. <laughs> the absolute last thing. <laughs> it would be like you know, you're watching this beautiful space opera for like three movies. You know, hell, yeah. you started with the prequels and you go all the way through. You're like, you know what? This is this is such a complete story, and then you get. <laughs> and you get the big red pitchfork, Pete from Mickey Mouse, Devil, and a giant. <laughs> You know, cauldron that the emperor's in. It's like at the end of the Good Son, and she lets Macaulay Culkin go, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Macaulay Culkin is dunked into a cauldron of lava. <laughs> He's smoking a cigar. You know? Yeah. Oh man. I. It would be like, okay, so I was. <laughs> On one hand, I feel like it fits in. It's less tonally consistent in The Good Son yeah. than it is with Star Wars somehow. It, it, it's because The Good Son is legitimately... It, it's set in reality. Yeah. Like, well, like, like, uh... There's ghosts in the Star Wars movies. Yeah, there's ghosts and, and lasers and, and magic. <laughs> the Good Son is about a troubled little boy who has, you know, who who might be a sociopath. And then, yeah. We... And then you have, then he dies and Pete's dunking him in the lava. <laughs> Like, I, I would, I, I, as a kid, I think that would be the one scene that I remembered more than anything else in The Good Son. And that might have changed me as a person. <laughs> you would be, would you, would you be more or less inclined to be the sociopath? I, I don't know, I, I think I would just grow up with trust issues. <laughs> like, like... Is this the story they're telling? Like, I don't believe anything adults tell me anymore. Every My life is a lie and therefore everything else is. You see, I think I would think of the opposite, where I'm like, you know, this is a very realistic movie. I saw it when I was young, like five yeah. or six. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I see this, I'm like, oh my gosh, what my parents said about going to hell was true. Adults are always talking about this. Or would it be like, oh, I, I guess hell isn't that bad. You just, you take a warm bath in lava and you look mildly annoyed like, as this guy's dunking you. Like, no, he, he, you can see the fear in his eyes as he's Oh, well, he doesn't dunked. know where he is. <laughs> Eventually he'll warm up to it like a hot tub. Yeah, like, you know, because he, he fell a long way and then there's some guy yelling at him. And he looks around, ah, and he's like poking him every now and again with the pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, that's more, I think that's more jarring than anything is someone stabbing you. <laughs> he's, I like to imagine he's like... He's mixing him around with a pitchfork, <laughs> stirring the pot with his giant pitchfork. <laughs> I I want to point out to to everybody listening that, like, this is what we do in our off time. That we are always on. Like, this is just like 
I think we thought of this, uh, we were just, um, like, putting away Shopping. groceries. No, yeah. uh, like, we were literally in the parking lot of the apartment. Yeah, about to come home and, uh, from shopping. And we, we were just, <laughs> we were just pitching ideas about, I, about I, this. I don't remember which one of us suggested the, uh, like, uh, the hell, I but... Th I think it was me suggested help, but I think, um, we were both either on the same page or you came up with it first that the devil was, uh, was, like, Pete the big Mickey. Pete, yeah, from Mickey Mouse. <laughs> you know, and, and then, like, from there, I was like, you know what, we're just sim uh, simpatico yeah. about the whole thing, like, <laughs> that is exactly what it's in my head right now, you uh, know? because, uh, to me, he's also wearing the, the red leotard. Yes, and there's, like, you know, like, you can see the buttons, you know? Yeah, the buttons, like, it, the tail is sewn on. Yeah. <laughs> It's like he's clearly just wearing a devil costume. Yeah, but but he is in hell. Yeah, and he is the devil. <laughs> he, and he's smoking a cigar, you know. And, but the cigar never really comes out of his mouth. He's laughing while the cigar's in it, you know. The, the cigar is more of a an oral fixation than anything else. The cigar is more of a prop at yeah. this point. It's the same thing as a pitchfork, yeah. you know. Oh, uh, but Macaulay Culkin's in there just, just frightened. <laughs> Last thing he knows, his mom betrayed him. And now... <laughs> And now he's and now he's swimming in lava with old scratch like you know forever at him. yeah <laughs> forever forever oh man like like what what other movies would have a jarring concept like Hans Gruber like, <laughs> like fall, falls out of the building and lands yeah, here's the and, then, and then old Pete Stern <laughs> oh you're robbing them this time I'm robbing your soul. <laughs> Oh, I hope that's a hostage. <laughs> like, I actually feel it fits more. It would be. It would fit in more with Die Hard because Die Hard is a comedy. Yeah. Uh, in a way. In a way. Yeah. There's. There's. You know, like you know. It definitely has more of a. Oh, yeah. It's an action movie, and action movies, by definition, are more lighthearted to me, at least, yeah. than a drama movie. But you know, if you get like. Um, <laughs> you get like three men and a baby. Well, I don't think that happened. I don't think there was any opportunity for that to happen to them. I, I hope not. <laughs> I've never seen a movie. You know. Oh, we dropped the baby. <laughs> Wait, the baby oh, goes to hell. Oh yeah, <laughs> that baby was gonna grow up to be Hitler. <laughs> See Alex Jones now. <laughs> 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 Like, I'm trying to think of it, but, like, I think The Good Son was actually the perfect... Yeah, I uh, can't think of, like, the, the good... Or maybe, uh, My Girl. <laughs> that also has a Coley Culkin. He gets stung by the bees. Ah! Are you allergic to... Fire? I blew it. He got nervous. Sorry, I'm a fan. <laughs> Look, I was on the spot. I didn't think you'd be coming this early. I didn't... I really didn't think you'd come down here, but let me let me check the scroll. I think there's been a mistake. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was Pacific time. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I guess my break's over. <laughs> uh. Now, does he just torture one soul for all eternity, like every day, and then he like goes on? A, you know, he, he has a day off, and then there's, like, another soul for eternity uh, kind of thing. I, I think, like, uh, the, the, the old Scratch has his rounds, like, you know, he'll clock in. Like, there, there's there's many of them. There's a, little bit, oh, like, okay. there's a lot there's a lot of souls. 
yeah but exactly. uh like he'll he'll come in, in into one of the 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 pits and like take the lid off and then stir and yell at someone and torment them as they're boiling them put the lid back on and go to the next one so it's like you know <laughs> all right uh just just keep yourself entertained and like as he's going like i imagine there's like a uh like a doctor's uh a, a, a like a doctor's uh like a uh, clipboard, okay. Where, where he he, he kind of reads like you know what they did on the way to on his way to the yeah. next one, so he can think of clever. Yeah, puns. so you think of funny things to say yeah. to him, you know. And then um, I also imagine that when he's you know not torturing them, you know, like one of the assistants comes in, you know, maybe starts cutting up some carrots or cucumbers and like putting it in the pot, yeah. you know, just it's for, again for show, but yeah. uh, maybe starts yelling at them in a, like you know in a different way, like. Yeah. Oh, when he comes back, boy, you're gonna get it. Oh, beep, beep, beep. All right, well, that's my that's, that's my lot. <laughs> Puts the lid like, back he, on. He's an apprentice. Like, yeah. he's, he's he's still just a demon. Yeah, yeah, he's, you know, he's one of the lesser demons. He's not yeah. like, uh, not like, uh, what was it, like, Balthazar or whatever it was, uh, the, uh, not, not Balthazar. Uh, the, he's one of the wise the, men, the, I think. The wise, I was gonna say, the mage? No, uh. One of the, the, the guy from Hereditary is one of the, oh, uh, the eight uh, kings of hell or I something. I don't know, I guess. Chernabog, uh, I don't know, that wasn't him, but... Uh... Uh... uh Clem. <laughs> Clem, the, the eighth king of hell. Yeah. Or oh, ninth king of hell, where... Uh, he's in char... He's the... The hell's cornfield... King. <laughs> There's lots of things in hell. Okay, you gotta be king of something. I like to think it was a different Balthazar, because it can't be just one person who has that name. Name another Balthazar. Uh, our Balthazar. Uh, our, one name, of the elder name scientists. Th name three. Uh, alright, uh, Balthazar, uh, uh, Pinkwick. Jo <laughs> uh, Balthazar Johnson. <laughs> he was, uh, uh, Of Des Moines, Idaho. He, he played, he played for the, for the White Sox. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's great. So, yeah, that's, uh... Again, but I do think it's funny that, like, this was really unprompted either. Because we'll just, you know, when we're doing mundane tasks, like, if we're, you know, like, we're cleaning up for guests or yeah. if we're, um, you know, we're just going shopping or uh, just doing anything. Yeah, we have to make it a bit. Yeah, like, you should see, we play StarCraft every now and again, and you should just see us just, just rolling on with joke after joke oh, after joke. Especially if we have music on in the background. Like, we have music on, we'll just, uh... We'll just make you know, riff on the music. It's yeah. like we, we don't we never give ourselves a break. Like, like there can be no, like uh, we can't have silence or else the thoughts will come back. And then we don't want the thoughts to come back. No, we don't. And uh, so yeah, so we'll just we'll just riff. We'll just talk to each other and just like just start making jokes. Like, hey, Prince, you ever think about what the Monopoly pieces do at night? And then we would just like you know joke back and forth. If one doesn't land or something doesn't land, we roll. We find something else and then... I think they're made of inert metal that doesn't move when we do not observe them. <laughs> so, hold on a second. Are you saying that if they're not observed, they, they, they remain constant in the universe? Well, that depends on your uh, philosophy. If you're a uh, I forget the term where uh, where, it, you know Things exist without direct observation. Oh, okay. And yeah, that's literally a thing, and where where uh, you know, some people think that if it's not being observed, then uh, it doesn't exist. There's um, there's something that somebody uh, I I once heard somebody say that uh, 
It's like, you know how in video games, especially like the more recent 3D video games, yeah. um, like, they usually, at least at a certain point, um, they, they usually don't render the entire landscape, or at least yeah. they never used to. They only would do the cone that your character was looking. Mm -hmm. And everything, like, if you could, like, pull the camera out and just see everything else, it was just all, like, gray, except for that cone. That's awful. And there are people that like, what if that is what the universe is? Like, as long as you're not looking at something, like, everything that's directly behind me right now, um, is from, basically for my own little, uh, stretch of this universe, is just gray. Like, maybe you can see behind me, but yeah. that's because behind you, in your, in your own little bubble of the universe, everything behind you is gray. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, well, I, I guess we would never know, uh, which I would be happy with. I would be, I would, I, I'm like Cypher from the Matrix. Ignorance uh, ignorance is bliss. is bliss. I, if I, if this, if the universe is a simulation, I don't want to know about it. Now, I think it'd be funny if as you, uh, as you, as you die, maybe probably peacefully in, you know, in the bed, surrounded by yeah. loved ones, <laughs> and, uh, it could happen. <laughs> Well, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, you'd be like, all right, you know, you, you all get nothing. <laughs> I didn't like any <laughs> of you. And then you die and you see, you know, like your soul floats up and you look down and you just see the cone of what, you know, your last mortal thought or your last mortal, you know, view is of this uh -huh. world and just gray behind it as you're floating up into the grayness. Oh my God. The infinite grayness. Yeah. Uh I, I guess. Yeah, that'd be terrifying. Would, though I'm guessing I'm gonna see other people. Nope. No, it's just own me. bubble just... of the universe. Oh man, so we all get our own infinite grayness. And, uh... And then, uh... I, you would think that eventually it would have to stop somewhere. You can't just be a floating... ...thing forever. Eventually entropy will do its job. I... I guess. It would... If the soul is... does contain a form of energy, it would have to... Uh, it, it would have to kind of homogenize somehow. I think we should write this into a story where, um, like, that's what happens. The guy dies, you know, he sees his last thought, which was of the train, and he floats up. What, what the guy from, uh, the, from that song? For that, by, the, by uh, the gambler? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, the oncoming train. Oh, oh, I, I thought you meant, like, the old guy from the gambler no, song. He just falls asleep and yeah. he sees this cone that, of... That works, too, the train. Okay. And then he floats up and it's like, Oh, wow, that's all I see, but everything else is great. And he just keeps floating and floating and floating. I'm saying he's floating for, like, thousands of years. You know, where it is, you know, I can't say it's... it's His brain, his... Or not brain, his... His soul, his energy is just basically checked out, and he's just, like, almost catatonic. Yeah. Like, the, the last view he saw, like, is just so obscured by gray, there's nothing anymore. Like, like whatever room, it was like a, a, a 10 by 20 room, mm. and he just saw a cone of that float, uh, you know, kind of just fall f below his feet uh, thousands of years ago, and then, you know, from there, it's just... Uh, gray in all directions. Yeah, infinite gray. And then, like, in the middle of, like, thousand years later, he just... As he goes up, maybe he lands in another cone, and, you know, now he's... He's somehow, through just random chance, somehow got into another person's universe bubble. Uh-huh. 
Now, I don't know where it's gonna go from here. Um, I don't know, like, maybe, uh, may I don't want it to be the, the simple answer of, Oh, this is his new life, he's being reborn. No, I don't no, want it to be that. That's what ghosts are. Yeah. I want That's this why they're so angry <laughs> and throwing things around. But I want him to, like, and this guy who's in this cone, he, he hasn't died yet. This guy in this universe bubble that he's just, he he's ends just up He's just a normal somehow. guy. Yeah, he's just a normal guy walking around. He's got to basically follow him and stay in his cone or else he risks losing him to infin uh, infinity again. It's awful. Well, that's an interesting idea. I wonder where it could go. Uh, maybe it's like, oh, I got a guardian angel looking over me, and it's just this guy who's trying to keep him alive for as long as he can to stay in that blessed cone. Like, I don't, firstly, I don't like anything with infinities. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, you, you, like, so, there, there's a red flag there. Uh, and then I don't like a, yeah, you, you know. I don't like people. I don't like people, especially people I don't know. I don't like cones. <laughs> <laughs> Anything conical is, uh, <laughs> to me, is a, is a red flag also. Like, concentricity is just bad altogether. <laughs> you know, so how about we just not do that? How about we have, you know, one where there's a guy sitting by himself in the room, everything's fine, no cones, no <laughs> infinite grayness, he's just... He's just dead, and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> he's just dead and happy. Can we just get that... <laughs> They leave the corpse alone. Can we just do a? Can we just do a movie where they just leave the corpse alone for a few minutes? And then it's, he just dies, and it's Pete dunking him in the <laughs> in the cauldron again. <laughs> ah, you so you don't like cones, huh? <laughs> oh, I don't man. like them either. Ah, ah, it's, ah. it's daylight savings time. Ah, really. You make a cone joke. <laughs> Uh, uh, something about ice cream cones, maybe? Oh, you, you can't- uh, yeah. I'm just gonna Doom. put the, yeah, yeah, put put the, the lids back on. <laughs> uh, shit, a little shit. Okay, sends him to super hell. <laughs> is it, was it just a lever and then the, uh, the cauldron lowers? Yeah, I like to imagine it's, uh, it's just like a flush. And he goes down. I imagine it's the same thing, though. It's just someone else uh, twirling his cauldron. Uh, I imagine Super Hell is, uh, like, I wonder what would be, like, <laughs> Super Hell's infinite grayness. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll be good, I'll be good! No, no you won't, that's why you're in Super Hell. It, it's the ultimate cone, it's like, it, it's like that big funnel, uh, that you put your coin, <laughs> that you put your coin in to make it go around the, uh, <laughs> and, like, for some reason, it's a very stable orbit, and he doesn't- he never goes down. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But there's always the- the looming risk that he could, and wherever down is, he doesn't know. Yeah. And, uh... He's back in the cauldron. That's what the, <laughs> that's what's down there. After- after about four billion years of swirling the drain, he finally gets in there, and then, like, boy, is he not gonna make another ice cream joke. <laughs> Oh, and where's your cone jokes? Huh? You wanna have a cone joke? Ah, oh, come on, speak to me! <laughs> oh, we got another one. Alright, well, if you don't say something soon, I'm sending you back. And they just, they put him, they just put him in that, one of those wailing hell walls where just people... <laughs> or they, they, like, they just stick the catatonic people who just don't do anything but sit there or scream. You know the ones. Yeah, that sounds like my future. Just sitting there and screaming. That seems like, uh... 
That seems like the life for me. I I I think I'm more than likely the one encased in ice. Though I, I would have to have done something oh, you're, pretty bad. You're a traitor? Yeah, I, I don't think I am, but it just seems like something that would happen to me. Seems like some just seems like where I'd be, like, friend. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think I would do anything traitorous. I think it's just, you know, this. I just, just you know, we base the, we base hells more on personality types. It's like uh, it's like guidance counseling for <laughs> torture. So guidance counseling, yeah. I think that, uh, like, I mean, the vestibule is just being chased around by bees all the time. I think that'd be pretty awful. Yeah, and, and that's just for the people who weren't baptized. <laughs> like, like, listen, uh, really not, really not your fault, but you're still getting the bees. Hey, you could have done it at some point. Like, you're telling me, like, look at this, we're just gonna pull up the tape. Uh, this is you. This is you on, uh, Sunday, uh, November 4th. Uh, 1965, and you're just watching a football game. Yes. And you're not being baptized. No, I'm not. You, you, so you're telling me that you could have missed maybe 15 minutes of the game to just go down mm -hmm. to the church, only 15 yes. minutes away, and you're Studebaker. Yes. Get baptized, and you wouldn't be chased around by bees. I, I, I didn't know bees were a thing. This book, you didn't know about bees. I didn't know about the bees. Like, this book has been around, like, since literally, uh, for, since 1400 uh, he, AD. Look, he, he's not, he's not, he doesn't know what hell, he's just guessing. Yeah, well, he had a pretty good guess because he described the bees. Yeah, look, I know that now, but, but this wasn't canonized. Uh-huh, uh, so we're gonna go to the tape. This is, uh, November, uh, November uh. 11th, uh... 1965, yes. same thing, yeah. football game, football game. Baker. Yeah. I, There's You're gonna find a lot of those. Alright, so... This is you. This is the next day. Yeah. You decide to sleep in early. Yes. And... Uh, I work the night shift, so I have to. Yes, yes, so, um... While you were sleeping in, getting yes. an extra half hour, you push snooze. Here I it did. is. Right there. Yes. And you got an extra half hour sleep. It was great. Yeah. But... Going down, mm -hmm. getting baptized, 15 minutes... You, you, you could have come up with a net, uh, a, net a net bonus here. Look, I, I don't know, like, I'm fine if you want to point out all these times I didn't do it because it beats getting stung by bees. No, we're, no, no, we're wrong, like, this is just softening up for the bees. <sighs> we do, that like, every, we, every, every, uh, cause I think they run laps or something, it's like, every 6,000, <laughs> every 60 billion laps, uh, we stop you, and we, uh, we show you the, we show you the video again, and we point it out to you. And then, you know, right back onto the laps, so, uh... Am I gonna get fit from the laps? I mean... You could. <laughs> it's... It... Results aren't typical, but it's happened before. I mean, look at... Look at, uh... Look at old Jesse over there. Like... Huh. Yeah. Oh, he's been going... He's been going for two trillion years, so, uh... Man. Yeah. Like... That's not even... That's not even how time works. Yeah, and you know what? He's got wet socks the whole time. Oh, man. Be lucky you're not Jesse, alright? What'd he do? Uh, well, he didn't get baptized. Yeah, but would he get super not... Would he have it? Why, why does he have to have wet socks? Oh, he died in wet socks. Oh. Yeah, yeah that's why That's why you're wearing the parka. So, uh... So, alright, back to it, back to it. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna... I don't think I'm gonna... Release the bees! No, let him take me. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna get stung either way. You know what I'm not going to do? Run. Uh, I'm gonna take one 
method of torture out of the equation. No, no, you can't do that. I am. Look, I'm sitting down. Release more bees! Look, those bees are gonna sting me either way. All right, Jesse, come here, come here. Kick him. You lose the wet socks, Jesse. We give them to now to, to Bill. Yeah, well, I, I'm not gonna run in the wet socks, so it doesn't yeah. matter. I'm just gonna take him off. Hey! Hey! He's breaking the rules. You can't do that. All right, send him down. <laughs> Looks like... Don't like the bees, huh? I didn't like the bees either. This is Macaulay Culkin from My Girl. <laughs> uh, and uh, he enjoys it. He's like Bugs Bunny when he's in the cauldron, you know, he's getting singing. in the yeah. <laughs> yeah when he thinks he's uh, taking a bath, but he's going to be cooked. <laughs> what is wrong with these people that he keeps sitting down? He's a millennial. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, that was that was getting back to the uh, minority report. Uh, I know which we tend to avoid doing, but no, that's all right. We're uh, like I I know uh, like one of the things we were discussing is uh, Lars von Trier. I think it was, was that who it was uh, the the guy's name. Yeah, oh, the, it was Max von Sydow. Uh, so. Max von Sydow. I don't know where Lars von Trier. Well, his name was like Larson Latrell uh, uh, something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Max von Max von Sydow. And judging by how old he was supposed to be with the, with the, uh, you know, what year it was, it, like, he would have been a millennial. Mm -hmm. He would have been this old millennial. And it was just funny to think, like, uh, this, this old, uh, kind of, uh, dignified, dignified man just doing, like, millennial quotes, like, I just can't even. <laughs> or, uh, where's my doggo? <laughs> He's a good doge. <laughs> But on that uh, on that uh, note, Minority Report, uh, an all right movie. It, it, it kind of has a you know a few crow's feet uh, you know, from uh, from not aging very well. But you know, overall, uh, an entertaining enough movie. If you uh, you know if you haven't seen it, you're not you're not wasting your time. I I'm gonna recommend it just because I liked it more for. It's it's faults than yeah. for <laughs> its successes. Like it is a I I didn't expect that this movie would be as supremely goofy and downright silly as it was at times. But I'm I almost in, it's almost endearing because of that. So if you haven't seen it and you kind of like um, goofy movies, especially ones that are like not trying to be goofy movies. Then give it a shot, because you're probably gonna have you're probably gonna have yourself a good time <laughs> one way or another. So, uh, all right, that'll do it for us. A Tulu. Got a little SOBs.